So here, here's what's important. You can't look at COVID-19 in a vacuum. And what I mean by that is, you know, you a lot of people approach this as, um, you know, there's this virus, it's very contagious, it's, it's killing people. Um, we have to do everything we can to stop it. And, you know, vaccines have been, have, have, you know, gotten rid of diseases in the past. So this is the route we should go. That that's looking at this in a vacuum that this is just this, this one-off thing. We'll, we'll, once, once everybody's vaccinated, we'll get rid of it. Here's the thing though. Um, what if, what if something should come along another kind of virus that a vaccination can't help you from, then what are you going to do? How are you, you know, the, 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 the gentleman that, that wrote that tweet, you know, they're getting vaccinated. That's protecting your fellow man. Like God would have wanted apparently. <laughs> well, how are you going to protect your fellow man then? Because there's been stuff circulating that, that Bill Gates has been talking about, about a, a, a smallpox, um, virus or whatever. And so I, I started to do a little bit of research and I found this article and the article is called bioengineering small smallpox rethinking the unthinkable so i'm going to read parts of this and then i'm going to explain why why i'm reading it so like i said stick with me You're, you won't regret it um that's right steph exactly not only is bioengineering possible with smallpox it apparently is moving from heresy to accepted science Recently, an advisory committee to the World Health Organization recommended that scientists be approved to insert genetic markers in the virus to expedite the search for effective drug treatments. <laughs> um, according to published reports, Dr. Ken Albeck, a former researcher in the Soviet Union's biological weapons program, who defected to the United States in 1992 called it absolutely the right decision. The bad guys know how to do it. Why prohibit, why prohibit a legitimate researchers to do research for protection? Hmm. Interesting. But as Weiss points out, such generic engineering of smallpox of pox viruses is already occurring is already occurring. Australian researcher, researchers increased mousepox virulence by splicing a mouse gene into a laboratory strain. Similar constructions might be assembled using human smallpox virus or another pox virus, i.e. monkeypox and human genes. Monkeypox. We tend to, est we tend to underestimate our enemies, he adds. It could be an aerial, aer oh my goodness, that's aerial size. Oh my goodness, sorry, I can't speak. A bioengineered virus that we have no vaccine for, or there could be several attacks at once. I don't want to be overly pessimistic, but I think we should be prepared for any eventuality. If the question of, is one of likelihood, it is probably unlikely, but the issue is not one of likelihood, it's of plausibility. Is such an attack plausible? Okay, and then he goes on to speak about the, uh, how prepared we are to handle this. 
I think hospitals would be overwhelmed, he says. If it was natural smallpox, we could probably handle it. But if it's going to be an unnatural event that is amplified by man, I don't think the healthcare system could handle it. Interesting. Interesting thought. Now he talks about vaccination. We would like more widespread vaccination, Weiss says. But I don't think it should be imposed on the public. There is a long history of people being resistant to vaccinations. It would create a big political turmoil that is unnecessary. It should be voluntary for people who would like the vaccine. They could judge for themselves and they can choose if they want it or not. This article was written in January of 2005. Um, you know, I, I agreed, Auntie Jo. I don't, um, I don't like to, I wouldn't like to say things that aren't true. However, when you read stuff like this, and this is a medical journal, it's not a, a, you know, it's not a conspiracy website. And then when I read today that, that Bill Gates is talking about smallpox and, and I, and I, I type it in on, on Google and I find this from 2005, I, I, this is why, this is why. You cannot blindly accept everything you're told. You can't. This doctor is talking about, he escaped from the Soviet Union who, who they, they, bioweapons is what they did. And that was 1992 that he left. I'm not, you know, I understand. Listen, th this is what hap this is what tends to happen. Um, on both sides, whichever side you're on, you know, you, you're going to find everything that proves your point, right? So if you are for the vaccine, you're going to find all the evidence that shows why it works, shows why it's valuable, shows why it's important. If you're against it, you're going to find all the stuff about all the people that have died from taking it and all this kind of stuff. But then when I read stuff like this, that has nothing to do with COVID, nothing, because it was written in 2005 and it's speaking about smallpox. And I read this kind of stuff. And even then, this doctor is saying, you can't enforce, L listen to what it says. I don't think vaccination should be imposed on the public. It would create a big political turmoil that is unnecessary. Okay. Kind of sounds like <laughs> political turmoil. What do you think we're going through? You know. And all I'm asking you, all I'm asking you is, is consider things sometimes. Don't, don't just, because listen, I, and I'm, I'm, that's why I follow all kinds of different people because I want to know, um, all sides. I'm not interested in just listening to people who are going to confirm what I already believe, because if I believe what's wrong, if something that's wrong, and I just get confirmation of that I'm wrong, I'm, I'm not going to get anywhere. 
So I, I have to understand what's happening on both sides. But again, when you research stuff and you find these kind of things, it, it gives you cause to pause, doesn't it? Um, and, 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 he, and this is the thing. If, you, if you're allowing the government to take away people's rights based on a vaccination status, what won't they do? You, you need to understand something and understand it very, very clearly. And, and like the, from what I'm reading from this article, there are wicked people that exist in this world. The World Health Organization, they're there saying, yeah, go ahead, gen genetically modify these viruses. Why? Well, <laughs> so that we can have better cures, apparently. But last time I checked, smallpox was already cured. So why are they messing with it? Why are they messing with it? 2005. So when I, when I read those tweets, oh, you know, God would want us to protect our fellow man. You know, we should have, uh, you know, vaccine passports at church, right? It, it's a good thing. Okay, what are you going to do when that's not an option? Then what? Then how are you going to protect your fellow man? Do you want to know what the greater good is? The greater good... <laughs> look at this. Now, this is a blue checkmark person. Breaking report. Dr. Ben Carson, former director of pediatric neurosurgery at John Hopkins Children, says kids should absolutely not get COVID shots. It's a giant experiment. Is he right? I don't know. But that, you know, I've heard a lot of that. You know, are we, are we stopping to think for a second? What about the kids? Are you thinking about that? Is, does, is protecting your fellow man, you know, shouldn't you be considering everything then? Because if you blindly do what the government tells you to do, you're putting your life in the hands of people that don't have your best interest at heart. They don't. They never did. And they never will. And all you have to do is just take a little bit of a, a walk back into history and see how things have gone. You know, I talked about this this last week, and actually, last Tuesday, you know, I work for a, an organization that we feed, you know, uh, uh, um, we feed children around the world in very poor countries. And we had a, a Zoom call with, uh, with our partners from, from all different countries, most of them in Africa. And they, you know, I, 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 lo I love to hear from them because the stuff they say, they, do you know, that, uh, I think it was... Um, it might have been Uganda. I forget uh, the exact country off the top of my head. The government blocks food from getting into those countries to get to the children. Did you know that? Did you know that? No, you didn't know. Because the government, oh, we are, oh, you know, they're just, we got to do what they say. Romans 13. The, the people that I work with, the people that are on the ground in those countries, they have to fight to get that food. They, you know what they said? They said, getting the food isn't the problem. 
allowing it into the country, that's the problem. Because, you know, there's a ton of generous people that, that are giving. I mean, my company makes millions, you know, of people donating to get this food. But they have to fight against the government to allow the food into the country to feed the people. That's what you're dealing with. Wicked, corrupt people. And Romans 13, you know, get out of here with that. Because you don't know anything. Because you live in your little bubble and your little nice house, you know, and you, and you stayed home, you know, like a good citizen and you put your feet up and you watch Netflix and you have zero clue, none of what goes on in this world. And you're going to tell me, do what the government says. Okay. All right. Sure. Sure. And you know, another partner was telling us that it, it's like, it's so difficult to get medical supplies. It's so difficult. The government doesn't care. The government of those nations, they want their people to be poor. They want them to be poor. That's why they're so poor. And that's why I will not allow this country to become like anything like that. So you've got to stop it. Wake up. Stop bowing down and kissing the feet of the government. Because we're going to end up like that if you don't stop now. You know, people flooding to the U.S. border today. Uh, uh, yeah. You don't know anything. You don't get it. You don't get it. And you think I'm nuts. For the, I have to protect my fellow man. Do you want to protect your fellow man? You better start looking out for the people that are going to come after you. And I don't mean, I mean the next generation. What's, what's to become of them in this country? If this is what we're dealing with. Because, listen. <laughs> the, <laughs> anything will be allowed. If you can make a case that is justified and the, and, and you'll find people to make the case, well, you know, we got to fight this virus. Yeah. Okay. With vaccines that don't even work. Look at this, this look at, look at the name, the Alberta government blue check mark. This is the, this is the government. Okay. This is what they said. They said unvaccinated Albertans are 30 times more likely to end up in ICU. It's interesting because here in Quebec, <laughs> that number has now dropped. It started at 30. And it's now, I think, less than 19%. And there are some days when there's more fully vaccinated people that end up in the hospital. And they're trying to say, well... You know, it's like those people, you know what they're saying about it? They're saying those people have weakened immune systems. Oh, now, now they have the weakened immune systems. You weren't saying that before. You didn't, you didn't use that as your argument before. You see, people will use whatever fits their particular point at a, any given time. So before it's like, oh, you know, everybody's going to die. And now it's like, well, you know, the people that are, that are vulnerable, like with, with the weakened immune systems, you know. That's what we've been saying this whole time. That statistic 
from the Alberta government is already wrong because the number has dropped. Because it's, it's, it's like, it's either like close to 50-50, it, it varies. So you're going to do, they're doing all this. At least get something that works. At least get something that works. If you, listen. <laughs> if you believe that your best protection against illness is a mask and a vaccine, then you don't... <laughs> Then I and I would recommend you read your word, because that's what that's what this means. When churches implement the password, that's what they're saying. Our best defense, our best defense, is this. It doesn't really work, but it's something. It's something. And you know, by the way. That church in Ontario I was talking about, it's not a government mandate. They just decided to do it. You know? You're right, Cedric. They're not, they're not going to talk about countries like Sweden. I think Steph mentioned it before. And you'll notice that, that most places are basically the same when it comes... Like, the cases here especially are even, uh, they're pretty low. The hospitalizations are low. There's not much happening. So that church just decided of their own accord, you know what we're going to do? You know what we're going to do? We're not going to allow certain people into our church. Um, I wrote an article. If, if you want to read it, it's uh it's in the bio of my Instagram page where where I talk about this in in depth. Um but tonight I want to get to the word because I want I want you to understand something. Um because as I mentioned earlier, you can't be looking at this in a vacuum. Because there are things that are being planned that if you <laughs> you're going to have to figure something else out. Because a vaccine's not going to save you. You know. And, uh... If, again, if you, if you want it, you can take it. That's not my issue. My issue is... The forcing of it. Because that's... Again, I'm gonna read it again. What this doctor says, regard, and this is smallpox he's talking about, which is like, what is it, like a 30% kill rate? And this is what he's saying. We would like more widespread vaccination, but I don't think it should be imposed on the public. There's a long history of people being resistant to vaccination. It would create a big political turmoil that is unnecessary. It should be voluntary for people who would like the vaccine. They could judge for themselves and they can choose if they want it or not. And that's all I'm asking for. That's all I'm asking for. Why did that change? Why, why was that a thing before and it's not anymore? Why, why was that the norm and now suddenly it's not? 
No exemptions, no exceptions, nothing. What, why, are we, why have we got, how, how did we get to that point? You want to know how? Because everyone rolled up their sleeves and said, go for it. Here's my passport. You know, people, people basically against their will to keep their job. I know some people that, that, you know, they got vaccinated because they didn't want to. You know, people can't see their family members. They're pushed into a corner. You're okay with that? You don't mind. It doesn't bother you. Because again, this is from 2005, where it was the norm <laughs> that you could, you could take the vaccine if you want. You don't have to take it. No problem. And that's, that's the world I wish we could live in. Wouldn't that be great? Where people could choose what they want to do. And it doesn't matter. And you don't have to go around asking, oh, what's your status? As if like it's anybody's business, first of all. Why can't people just... <laughs> but again, again, what does it come down to? Well, the greater good. Right? We got we to gotta protect everybody. Can I tell you about protection? I'm going to tell you about protection. Turn to Exodus chapter 12. <clears throat> Starting at verse 3. Tell the whole community of Israel that on the 10th day of this month, each man is to take a lamb for his family, one for each household. If any household is too small for a whole lamb, they must share one with their nearest neighbor, having taken into account the number of people there are. You need to determine the amount of lamb needed in accordance with what each person will eat. The animals you choose must be year-old males without defect, and you may take them from the sheep or the goats. Take care of them until the 14th day of the month, when all the people of the community of Israel must slaughter them at twilight. Then they are to take some of the blood and put it on the sides and the tops of the door frames of the houses where they eat the lambs. Verse 12, on that same night, I will pass through Egypt and strike down every firstborn, both men and animals, and I will bring judgment on all the gods of Egypt. I am the Lord. The blood will be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. No destructive plague will touch you when I strike Egypt. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. That's the last thing. There's going to come a time when death is destroyed and we're going to live for eternity with the Lord if you're saved. Exodus is a type of the end times. Verse 23. When the Lord goes through the land to strike down the Egyptians, he will see the blood on the top and the sides of the door frame and will pass over that doorway and he will not permit the destroyer to enter your houses and strike you down the spotless lamb that they use the blood to put on the doors that's a type of jesus christ turn to hebrews chapter 9 verse 14 how much more isn't that isn't that, I, I love this translation for that has got to be my favorite. How much more? Actually, I'll go to verse 13. The blood of goats and bulls 
and the ashes of a, of a heifer sprinkled on those who are ceremonially, ceremonially unclean, sanctify them so they are outwardly clean. How much more then will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself unblemished to God, cleanse our consciences from acts that lead to death so that we may serve the living God? How much more? The blood of Christ, the blood that, 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 the, the, that they put on the doors when they were in Egypt, that was enough for the, for the destroyer to pass by them and not touch them. How much more does the blood of Jesus cover us? Matthew chapter 8, verse 14. When Jesus came into Peter's house, he saw Peter's mother-in-law lying in bed with a fever. He touched her hand and the fever left her, and she got up and began to wait on him. When evening came, many who were demon-possessed were brought to him, and he drove out the spirits with a word and healed all the sick. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. He took up our infirmities and carried our diseases. The world's health problems are not my health problems because I am supernaturally protected by the blood of Christ. How, how can you know about the, the blood of Christ that was shed for you, for me, and look everywhere else for protection? What are you teaching your church when you do that? If, if you're going to say, well, the best thing is we're going to have a vaccine passport so that we can protect our fellow man. That's the right thing to do. How? How can you teach your church that? And I listen, I understand. Not every not everyone's, you know, not everyone's there yet. Not even, not everyone's at the point. Um, you know, in their faith. Um, it took me a long time. A long time. You know, uh, if people ask me, you know, should I go to the doctor? Say I'd say, yeah, you should. Because if you're asking the question, it means you're not there yet. And that's okay. I'm going to believe with you, you know, to, to get to that point of faith where you're like, you know, I, 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 I'm not even going to consider that, you know, but, but the point is, and again, I understand not everybody's there, but that's not the point. The point is, what are you teaching your church? First Peter two twenty four. he himself, bore our sins in his body on that tree that we having died to sin might live for righteous righteousness and that by his stripes we are healed that is a powerful protection what are you teaching your church to rely on the arm of flesh or to trust god alone because when I see stuff like this, that's what I, that's what I think. I mean, can, think about it. Can, can I just, can I just offer this thought? What, uh, what event every year brings in the most unsafe people? What's the, like the one time a year where everybody, you know, they feel that, that they, they should go to church for that. What is it? I'll answer you. It's Christmas right? 
That, that's the one time a year where you'll get like people who never step foot into church. Oh, it, it's Christmas though. I, I go to church for Christmas service. Well, not this church. What are you saying to your people? It's more valuable for a man-made cure that isn't even a cure. That's what you're teaching. When my Bible teaches that the blood of Jesus covered all that, that in the same way that the, that the blood was on the door so that the Israelites, uh, so that the, the, the destroyer passed by them, it's, there's an even more powerful blood that you're covered with. When you come to Christ, you are now covered with the blood. You are washed in the blood. The blood that never loses its power. Like that old song says, I think it's called the blood will never lose his power. <laughs> I think. And again, and I have to keep saying it because people get upset. This is, I'm not talking about, oh, um, people, how dare the people even get vaccinated? That's your choice. I want to have a choice. I want you to have a choice. That's not the issue. This is the issue. When it becomes a point of segregation. Do you know, <laughs> do you know that our prime minister today, he tweeted about um, this lady who, who she wanted to go to the movies, but she wasn't allowed because, um, because it was for white people only. And she's like fighting against segregation. It's like, it's like, it's like, I feel like I'm in like some kind of like twilight zone or something like that. And I'm not saying, now listen, because again, people get upset. They all, they say, they, they hear what you don't say. That You understand? You always have to be, you always have to like, people hear what you don't say. Because they're they have their guard up. They're, they're ready to go, right? They're, 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 they're ready to get upset. Because they love getting upset. Any opportunity to get upset, people are going to get upset. God forbid we can live in joy, in contentment. No, anything to be mad. Oh, did you hear what they said? I'm not saying vaccine segregation is the same as race segregation. I'm saying that no segregation should ever be allowed. It doesn't matter what it's for. And if you're against one, you should be against all. Because you know, you know the next thing, the next thing, I already saw it today. Our prime minister, he wants to limit um, how many kilometers you could drive on your car to reduce your, your carbon footprint. You know, we're not going to be able to eat meat anymore. They, they want us to eat bugs now. This is a real, just, you, people that are, are so brain dead. You don't understand. You don't see anything. You don't know anything. And then I'm the crazy person. When you, you're, you're completely like brainless. Did you know that's happening? Just look it up because, because they're not afraid to talk about it. You think that everybody getting vaccinated is going to solve the problem. You don't understand a thing. That is not the point of the issue. The point of the issue is we can't allow the government to dictate 
you know, <laughs> whatever they want to dictate. No pushback. Because they'll do anything. I don't want to eat bugs. I'm not like a massive meat eater, but I certainly don't want to start eating bugs. And I live far away. I can't, if my kilometers are limited, I don't know. I'm not, agreed, dog. <laughs> uh, Pastor Steve has his own views on this. It's okay. We're all we're all entitled to our own views, for sure. I uh, I don't judge. Um, but anyways, <laughs> we're getting we're getting to the end of of the broadcast. But I want you to. I just wanted to to, to remind you. That we have a protection that covers all of these things. The enemy is under our feet. He's not in charge of us. He doesn't decide what happens to us. He doesn't dictate our life. You want to know what, what's for the greater good? You want to know? Tell people about Jesus. Tell them that there is a, a, a savior who died for them to set them free. That's the greater good. That's telling people what they need to hear. A vaccine is not going to save you. Well, definitely not because it doesn't seem to make much of a difference. Well, unless you've had like your 15th booster, I guess. That's, that's, that's the greater good. The greater good is understanding the climate of the times that we're living in. And realizing, well, wait a minute, the government is stepping a little bit too far. It's going a little bit too far now. I, I better be careful here. I don't, want my, I don't want my children to live in this world. I don't want my grandchildren to live in this world. That's, that's what you should be saying. That's, that's protecting people. Let's pray. Father, I thank you. I thank you for Jesus. I thank you for the sacrifice, the ultimate sacrifice that he made on the cross to set us free from sin and to set us free from sickness, that we can be assured and have confidence that we are not bound to those things, that we are not slaves to sin and we're not slaves to sickness, that the blood of Jesus covers us from the top of our heads to the soles of our feet. Thank you, Lord, that just like it says in Psalm 91, that those who dwell in the shadow of the Most High, that no harm will come to them. Father, I thank you that we can have confidence, that we know that you are not a man that would change your mind or, or, a, or a man that would lie, that we know that we could trust your promises because they're true. They are yes and amen. So, Father, I pray for every single person that's listening. I pray if there's anything in their body that shouldn't be there. I pray that they would know to claim the blood of Jesus over that. That just in the same way that the Israelites spread the blood over the doorpost, that we would look at the blood of Jesus. How much more does the blood of Jesus cover us and protect us? So, Father, I pray. And I pray this over them that are listening to me right now. 
that for health on, in their bodies, for healing in their bodies. Healing is not just what you do. Healing is who you are. You declared of yourself, I am the God that healeth thee. So Father, I pray and declare healing over them. That, that anything that might not be feeling right, that doesn't belong there, that it wouldn't be allowed to penetrate the force field of the blood of Jesus that covers them. And Father, if there's anyone who doesn't know you, I pray that they would come to you tonight. That they would make that decision to leave their old life behind and to come to a new life in Christ. That they would die to their sins and come alive in you. I thank you, Lord, for these that are watching. I pray that they be blessed tonight. I pray that they be encouraged. I pray for joy. Like the word says, in your presence is fullness of joy. So, Father, I pray you, you be with them. You comfort them. In the mighty name of Jesus, that name, that at the mention of the name, darkness has to bow and sickness has to bow at the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.